All right, she is here for a big talking travel today. And Sally Lucas, good afternoon to you. I haven't even asked you in the hallway, which I normally do. You where, do. Where are we going today? So I have got no clue where we're off. Surprise us all. It's a surprise then. Okay, we do, you're doing that to me? <laughs> I'm actually going to do it to you. It's a, a complete right. Pandora's box today. All right, we're firing up the music already. Today it's a uh, surprise with Sally Lucas and Talking Travel. Travel guide Sally Lucas is here who finally did in the last couple of minutes sort of fill me in on where we are going because otherwise I'd be like, where are we going? Uh, but so uh, we are sort of heading pretty much to the north to start with today. We are. And it's funny, I was only listening to a program the other day um, on TV and it was, I can't think who it was now, but someone had come or was born in, in Obviously in, made in, a huge impact in, in, on you. Well, I probably I might be promoting the program if I say what it was. That's all I was, thought I better not. So anyway, it was on a program that it's a regular program on, on television and they had a a contestant who was born in Papua New Guinea of Chinese parents but lived in Australia and was quite Australian. And the, the person interviewing said, isn't that funny, we're so close to New Guinea. I've never got there. I've been to so many other places in the world. I'm saying, well, there's probably a lot of people in That's the same boat. Yeah. It is. It's our one of our closest neighbours. But how many of us have been there? You know, I haven't even. So there oh, we, you go. We, you might you might be sort of talking to yourself here with this. Well, Sally. that's right. You'll be up there. By I should have my husband here. He's been there a couple of times, so he's here. Yeah, well, where were you then? Well, he's done Kokoda, so he's he's a oh, climber. I'm yeah, not, no, 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 and then no, no. he's done surfing, a couple of surfing trips to New Guinea to a couple of islands that have really got great surfing breaks. Gotcha. So anyway, we'll. Digress, aren't we? You were probably on a nice food trip or something, a cruise. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> complete opposite. <laughs> now, this is actually a couple of itineraries that I'm going to uh, talk about today, but one of them is an Indonesian explorer that is got uh, Professor Tim Flannery on board because apparently he has travelled these areas of part of the Indonesian islands, New Guinea, etc., the Melanesian islands, Remote, all these remote areas quite in depth. And David Attenborough has described him as being in the league of the world's all-time great explorers. Anyway, he was awarded Australian of the Year in 2007. And, of course, he's a, a science writer. He's penned over 30 books. He, he's a paleontologist and all sorts of things. So if you're interested in all that sort of background of, of our these wonderful islands that are our neighbours, then this is called the Indonesian Explorer and you explore Raja Ampat, as it's called as this area, and little known biodiverse, rich, jungle-capped volcanic areas that are well beyond traditional tourist routes. So you actually get to swim with the whale sharks, if you so desire, in a bay called Quatasaw Bay. You visit Komodo National Park, which is home to the famed Komodo dragon, of course, stay clear. Um, you discover Jacques Cousteau's Underwater Nirvana, he called it, because he is, as we all know, is one of the most famous, you know, underwater divers in the world, even though he's not with us anymore, at the Wakatobi National Park. And you explore turquoise waters, rainbow corals of this Raja Ampat area as you traverse all these untamed jungles, etc. So this is a cruise that's going in October. It, it's 18 days. And you're also taking in Madang, Port Moresby as well, all these other remote islands of Indonesia. So it's quite different. It's something that's new. Um, and, you know, if you're interested in doing, I mean, it's a, a bit of an adventure-based one, I would say. So you'd have to be someone that's relatively fit and, and wanting to do these sort of activities because it'd be a shame not to do them, wouldn't it, when you're 
that'd be that'd be tough with it because you're like, well, I'm here. Oh, and here's the activity. Oh, no. Yeah. So, so you, I think you've got to look at it and think, <clears throat> is is it for me? But mm. I, I know a friend of mine who used to only um, scuba dive in New Guinea because he considered it was the cleanest, most pristine waters. He wouldn't even do it in Australia. He considered wow. it was better than the Barrier okay. Reef, like the amount of fish that you get to see, the you know pristine coral gardens that are just apparently mind-blowing. Mm. So it is a really special place to go. Um, you might see dugongs, parrotfish, clownfish, manta rays. They even get little pygmy seahorses. Imagine how small they must be. Very, very tiny. <laughs> little tiny ones. <laughs> little, little tiny ones. Um, obviously, wonderful bird species, including, of course, your wonderful bird of paradise, including a rare one called the red bird of paradise. And you actually can swim with thousands of stingless jellyfish. It's an area where they, they don't sting you and all these floating, they'd be like little blobs of jelly, as we say. Well, look, if you have to be with jellyfish, so is it that they that they just stingless? They don't yeah, they're have stingless. A, okay. yeah, yeah. Certain varieties, I guess. Yeah, just a different variety. <laughs> but also don't forget it's a famous area too, of course, through the, the war. And we just talked about Kokoda and, and the Japanese warplane wrecks. So you actually do discover some of these World War II relics and wrecks on that as well. There is another cruise going on the 23rd of October as well. It's 17 days and it's actually taking in um, Papua New Guinea again, but you also this one is going to the Solomons and Vanuatu, so it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, you go into Bougainville and you're going to do um, Zodiac cruises up through mangroves, you know, search of the dugong and you'll probably get some crocodiles along the way as well. Um, and yeah, so it is really beautiful and you get to see a white-headed fruit dove, all these different birds that we don't even see in Australia. Like some of the bird life in these areas is exceptional and it's not found anywhere else. Mm. It's the one thing, even when I went to Africa, Mark, I might have mentioned this to you before, like most of us go to Africa, east or south, for, for the animals. That's yeah. the big five or whatever, you know. But when I, I went to East Africa, I was blown away by the bird life. The, the beautiful, colourful birds, I wasn't expecting that. And I had some fantastic photos of some of the most stunning birds. It's not a good thing, though. You go expecting these One other thing, things that yeah. you've got on your list, and then you get these surprises, particularly in the natural world. Quite amazing. It is. And, of course, you're you're in their world. You know, yeah. of course, you're not in zoos. You're in their world. And the other thing I came away from Africa with, I know we're digressing here, but um, was I fell in love with giraffes. They're just so elegant and tall. Like, I've always loved elephants. Elephants have always been, to me, one of my favourite animals of all. Isn't it funny just that certain animals can grab you? Yeah. Like that. I have a friend of mine who actually just loves drawing. She just draws giraffes all the time and don't know why either. Well, that doesn't matter. Whatever turns people on and whatever they like, it's all great as long as you're at one with nature. So either of those itineraries, I think, if you're really into going to, you know, really diverse but also mm. isolated parts of these Melanesian, you know, Indonesian, Papua New Guinea islands, you're not going to get there by any other means. So it's a wonderful way of doing it. So just, just consider it. It's, we're all looking for something different, as we've discussed before, looking for different things to do, different places to travel to. So just one option to consider. All right, more talking travel on the way, Sally. We, we, we'll hold no secrets here. Where are we heading to next? Italy. And a skiing trip in Italy. That all sounds very, very nice, Sally. A bit cold, but very nice. Well, I think it's cold here now, isn't it? I mean, yeah, he's got a point there. <laughs> so we may as well talk about cold there at the same time. And I think Italy people don't 
think of it as much. They think more about France for skiing or yeah. Switzerland, Switzerland, places like that. France, or, maybe. Yeah, France is definitely high on a lot of people's list. Um, but yeah, look, Italy is actually probably cheaper than all of those destinations. So if you are thinking of skiing, and when I was reading um, this article, I thought it really, if you're a skier, it would convince you to go there. She's written it with such passion about Italy and not just about the skiing, but about, you know, tucking into a hearty bowl of ravioli after a down a nice run and, you know, saying travel is sensory with the best memories created by taste, especially in a country dripping with unforgettable experiences like Italy. So it sort of gets you in straight away, doesn't it? Wouldn't you not appreciate one of those nice hearty Italian meals after you've done a day on the Alps? Oh, I think you would have earned it. You know, Bella at Italia, go for it. (laughs) So anyway... This young woman who's written this article, she reckons there's nowhere in the Alps quite like Italy um, and that Switzerland too is charming as well, but she says bring your gold bars with you. Mm-kay. So <laughs> in France, it enjoys a really long love affair, you know, with, with skiing and plus they love the long lunch there too. But um, your Euros do go further in Italy than some of these other areas. So just consider it. And you've got to remember probably nearly everybody has heard of the Dolomites. I mean, it's such a famous mountain range that straddles Austria and Italy. But the Italian side is obviously cheaper than the Austrian mm. side. And it, it's, I mean, if you ever think you'd been there or seen a scene from there, if you watch For Your Eyes Only, for example, the James Bond film, it, it was set in the Dolomites. So that's it. That, there that, you go. You Check. remember some of the scenery and that was absolutely stunning. Yeah. So uh, quite often that's... a. a a way to sell an area too, isn't it? I mean, you mm-hmm. make a make a, a destination look sexy in a movie, and all of a sudden, everyone wants to go there. Well, it's really interesting too. Like the history, as far as its past is concerned, like a lot of us were underwater. A lot of the Earth was underwater, so it was formed by a giant prehistoric coral reef which is why it's streaked in this lot of myriad of different hues because it was once underwater as a coral reef. So it's uh, got an earning as a UNESCO World Heritage listing. So it's a very special place, uh, you know, to ski. Um, So, yeah, built under the sea 200 million years ago. So it's got all these steep peaks and walls which make incredible valleys, which is great for skiing, of course. So, yeah, the Dolomites actually boasts the largest ski area in the world. Um, 16 major ski fields, more than 1,200 kilometres of trails. So that's remarkable when you think about that, isn't it? Because you don't think of Italy being that big as far as the skiing You really is. don't, no, not at all. And again, as you've said, Sally, as you've intimated, it's a little bit more economical than its uh, contemporaries. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So just consider it. I mean, the... Cortina d'Ampezzo is is well known as one of the main towns in that area to go to, but there's various other areas. There's another valley called the Val d'Aosta, uh, the Savoy Alps, and so whichever area of Italy you choose, you know, there's it's got different runs depending on your standard of skiing, of course, but. You've got an altitude in the Val d'Aosta, which it's three thousand five hundred meters, which make it one of Europe's top resorts for actually skiing reliability that you're always going to get because of the altitude. You, you're going to get good snow. So yeah, just just Italy. I mean, Italy is such a, a, a fantastic destination in its own right. Let's let's forget it. Not forget it. But also, I can always remember when I was in Greece. Um, some years back now, a lot of years back actually, I won't say how many, but um, yeah, look, we were actually in But the Del- bell-bottom trousers were probably very popular in other <laughs> yeah, parts of the world. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> so we were in Delphi, which is that wonderful sacred town. It's a fascinating town, Delphi, absolutely wonderful. And we actually found a restaurant mm. called Cafe Lucas. So, um, of course, naturally. Yeah, yeah, and everyone thought that we were Greek, because, but the Greeks spell it L-O-U-C-A-S, Lucas. So they assumed we were 
you know, you background, yeah. you know, but as far as I know, no, not no. my husband's side. He's the, he's the Lucas. But yes, well, there was this group of soccer players that they're on their way up to the um, snowfields in Greece. And you don't think of Greece either, do you, as skiing? Mm-hmm. But they've got some great ski. And it was, um, I can't think who he was now. He was famous at the time. It was a really good Greek, you know, national soccer team. And they, they were overnighted in Delphi on their way up to... Um, that is not my specialty. I wouldn't have a clue. You could actually mention the guy's name, get it right, and I would... Uh, yeah. No, no idea. Anyway, it was it was a we had a fun night with this soccer team, and we ended up even doing the the breaking the plates. You know, you, you think oh, it doesn't lovely. really happen in Greece, but it did. This was in oh, April May of about nineteen eighty seven. Okay, so I'm going back yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and, and the good thing, Sally, just before everyone had a movie studio in their mobile phone, so whatever happened, it never oh, yeah. happened. No proof, no proof whatsoever <laughs> of anything that happened. I can tell you, but no. So yeah, skiing is lots of areas of the world you can ski that are as expensive, mm. and you can certainly you know, do it on a budget. So just keep that in mind. I mean, all France, of course, they have beautiful ski. I'm not saying they don't. They mm. all have wonderful skiing areas. But if you're looking for somewhere that just might be a little bit less expensive. Expensive and yeah, a bit, bit better value for your money for your dollar as far as even eating and food is concerned, as well as the actual cost of, of skiing and your accommodation. So just just keep Italy in mind if you haven't already. Yeah, do the slopes, get your pizza, your pasta and your glass of wine, you're set. Well, you've got, well, you're skiing the piste to have the pizza. There you go. Love the sound <laughs> of that. Our uh, travel guide, Sally Lucas, who originally said, no, I'm not telling you where we're going today. <laughs> we've, we've done Papua New Guinea. We've done a little bit up there. We've also done some skiing in the Italian Alps, and all of a sudden we're all hungry for a pasta dish. So thank you for that, Sally. That's all right, Mark. We'll see if we get into some of those hot deals that are around this week. Okay. Firstly, if you're interested in Greece, which I think a lot of us are, it's just got connotations of so, so much history and ancient history, as we were just mentioning a little while ago. There's a wonderful new tour that's out. It's a 12-day in-depth tour of Greece, and it really is covering a lot of territory. So if you're interested in Greece, it's a 12-day itinerary. There's departures from April to November next year. It's from under $6,000 per person. You're getting most of your meals included. You're going to famous caves. You're going to the Corinth Canal. You're going to the beautiful island of of Naxos. You're going to Olympia. You're going to Delphi, that lovely sacred town I talked about. And, of course, you're going to Athens. So just keep that one in mind if you're thinking of heading off to Europe next year. That would certainly, if you're looking down the avenue of Greece, is a a really great itinerary with lots of inclusions. As I said, you've got all your breakfast, uh, lunch, and about five dinners included. Small group touring. There's only maximum of 18 passengers that's a plus in itself huge I think, absolutely it? so that's something fantastic also that's just come out for next year is the outback spirit wonderful tours that cover arnhem land the kimberley or cape york all of that area so that you can save up to six thousand dollars per couple on a lot of their flagship tours now so long as you book by september 2023 and of course our wonderful outback is just that wonderful um, indulge yourself if you like If you want a little bit of real indulgence In Tahiti, Simon, that looks nice <laughs> Book by the 16th of June And you can save up to $2,000 per couple It depends on which package you, you select, of course and But there are savings on all packages Up to a maximum of 2000 per couple To be had if you book by 16 June uh, Lord Howe Island, one of my favourite Australian islands I just adore Lord Howe Island I mean, it is a UNESCO World Heritage Destination and you've just got such incredible, beautiful 
scenery there and bird life again that's rare and unique. So this is a package including return air with Qantas and you're getting six nights at the Aragilla Retreat. Now this is quite an upmarket retreat. It's all-inclusive luxury. It's right near the old settlement beach so it's a very fantastic location. Now there is a departures in August and December this year and January and March next year and that's um, from a bit under a bit over $6,000 per person but you're getting return air, your transfers, your accommodation, a bottle of wine and cheese on arrival, a spa voucher valued at $100, daily breakfast, light lunch and a three-course dinner. So look, it's everything. Selected alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages, bicycle, light fishing gear and snorkelling equipment. I don't think they've left much out, to be honest. So what more could just you, you ask for? Just the person. You just the get person there. to get there. Yeah. And while we're talking islands, um, Norfolk, um, which is, of course, not far north of um, Lord Howe, they've got some nice packages out there at the moment as well with lots of savings. If you book by the 31st of May, it, it varies. There's just so much accommodation on Norfolk. It's too much for me to go through with you. But they're all sort of either four or seven night packages. They all include car hire because that's the way you need to get around Norfolk. But they've also got lots of other additional inclusions as well so good deals there and also because we're talking winter we're getting away from the um, cold destinations to sell you somewhere warm uh, Fiji of course that wonderful destination which is lovely and warm at this time of the year not too hot not too rainy all that sort of thing so they've got some packages available but you've got a little bit longer to book for those up until the 21st of July and if you're hankering to go around the area of the Mekong which is a wonderful 2,700 mile long river that goes through Cambodia and Vietnam. Emerald Harmony is a beautiful, relatively new vessel that's been specifically designed that it can actually cruise into Ho Chi Minh City. It can actually dock in the heart with no of the other vessels can do because they've got a different draft. So you actually, you know, right in there and the thrust of all these things. And they've got lots of savings at the moment, depending again on the duration of tour you do. Um, savings on the 21-day tours of up to uh, 1750 per person on your eight days, 500 per person, so long as you book by the 30th of June. So, Mark, there's lots of deals out there at the moment. There's enough to whet anyone's appetite. I think. So yeah, just get in there and get early for any of these bargains. They do book out, you know, quite a long way ahead. Oh, one last one. Oceana Cruises, they cruise everywhere around the world. Again, three pages of itineraries that they've got, but they've got up to 45% off on a whole range of their worldwide cruises, booked by 30 June, and you actually get an, another free amenity. It might be like an onboard credit, or it might be a bar tab, or it might be Sure, excursions Something. or whatever, you'll get an extra. So 45% off, again, on a range of all their cruises booked by 30 June. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody ever giving you much more than 45% yeah. off. Granted, it's up to, but still. Yeah, up to, yeah. but obviously the longer the duration, the, the larger the discount. Of course, that's how it works. Well, look, we've done everything from islands. We've done cruising. We've done the snow. <laughs> And uh, now we all need that pasta from the Italian trip. So thanks, Sally. Appreciate that. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. I'll when do you my get best. It. All right, you have a great week. We'll catch you next uh, next time for another Talking Travel. Thanks, Mark. we Will do.